This is recording number 10843 from the teaching ministry of Crossroads Community Church in Vallejo, California. It was recorded on Sunday morning, November 22, 2009. This is the fourth and final message in the series by Randy Bolt titled, Thanksgiving A Way of Life. This message is titled, Imitating the Father. Ephesians 5. We're also going to be looking at Colossians chapter 3 in just a few minutes. So if you're uh, very, um, if you're able to multitask and want to try to find Colossians chapter 3, you can do that as well. But today we conclude these four messages leading up to Thanksgiving where we're talking about how Thanksgiving ought to be something that is the way we live, not just a day we celebrate with food and football. And we've talked about the, what, what real Thanksgiving looks like. We've talked about what Thanksgiving means when it isn't easy. And um, we've, we've also talked about the benefit of Thanksgiving. Now today, we're going to be talking about Thanksgiving and how it really is imitating the Father. Imitating the Father. The Heavenly Father. Ephesians 5, beginning at verse 1. Therefore, be imitators of God as dear children. As dear children, imitate God. Now, imitating uh, our parents doesn't come natural, does it? In fact, it's the exact opposite that most of us want to do. In fact, when you discover, when you reach, uh, there's a certain age you reach where you start to realize that you have become your mother or father. And it's quite discouraging, isn't it? Because you never set out to be like them. In fact, in fact, you know what, it's kind of a natural thing. I'm not even sure it's bad because there, we all need to sort of establish our own our own life. And so there comes a point in your teenage years where you, and you kind of distance yourself from your parents. You know, the goal is that that, that distancing is not um, in terms of the relationship and that that distancing isn't a result of rebellion or anything like that, but a, a, a coming aware of your own life and your own need for a relationship with God and your own future without disconnecting from your parents. That part of it, I think, is even godly and built into how God made us. Unfortunately, it doesn't always happen that way. In fact, it infrequently happens that way. Most of the time, that disconnecting happens, as I said, out of a rebellious heart. And, and we, we just don't want, any, we don't want to look like, we don't want to sound like, we don't want to be like mom and dad. And so... Right out the gate here today, we're dealing with something that's going to take just a little bit of reorientation in our minds. Because Paul the Apostle, speaking to the church in the, in, uh, the city of Ephesus, says, therefore, he's, he's been talking all about this stuff that, you know, in the previous chapters about how all the great things that God has done for us and is to us. And he says, therefore, because of all of that, by the way, little parentheses here. Whenever you're reading in the Bible and you see that word therefore, ask yourself a question. What's the therefore, therefore? Just 
little helper there. All right, so he says all this stuff about the goodness of God. And then he says, therefore, because all that's true, be imitators of God as dear children. In this case, why wouldn't you want to be like that? Be imitators of God as dear children. And walk in love as Christ also has loved us and given himself for us. An offering and a sacrifice to God for a sweet-smelling aroma. He says, part of imitating God is being like Jesus. So walk in there or live in the same kind of love that Jesus demonstrated when he gave himself for you. And it says that act of sacrifice, that act of Jesus giving of himself for you is like a sweet-smelling aroma, like an incense that rises before God's throne and, and, and is a blessing to him. Let's live our lives that way. So be imitators of God as dear children. But fornication and all uncleanness or covetousness, let it not even be named among you as is fitting for saints. Those things are not attributes. Those aren't characteristics of the family of God. Wherever you pick that stuff up, it, it's not, we don't do that in the family of God. These things are not part of, have you ever had your parents say to you, we don't do that in this family? Well, this is God saying that same thing. These things, they don't represent the family of God. Verse 4, neither filthiness nor foolish talking nor coarse jesting, which are not fitting. These are more things that these, this is, we don't do that in our family. But rather, giving thanks. Giving thanks is a characteristic of, of the family of God. And if we're going to be imitators of God, giving thanks is part of that. If we're going to live out uh, a life that represents the family of God, it's going to include giving, and f- uh, giving of thanks. In fact, imitating our Heavenly Father is how we give thanks. I today am hoping that you will see with me as we study these scriptures together that giving thanks is not some sort of uh, something disconnected from how we live our life, but that it really is how we live our life. And when we give thanks, when we live our life in a, out, um, with a, a conti- in a continuum of gratitude, that's how we give thanks to God. That's how we honor Him. Thanksgiving is the way we imitate God. It's how we give thanks to God. Now turn with me to Colossians chapter 3. If you're in Ephesians, you're real close. Just head south a couple of books. Philippians, Ephesians, Philippians, then Colossians. In chapter 3, verse 17. Colossians three seventeen, And whatever you do, in word or deed... Do all in the name of the Lord Jesus. Woo-wee, that's a tough one. In whatever you do, or whatever you say, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus. 
Paul again is writing these words, this time to the church in Colossae. And he's saying to them, there isn't any part of our lives that is outside of this command. In whatever you do. In everything you do. And everything you say. Let it be done in the name of the Lord Jesus. When you step up to the counter at the grocery store and hand that person your money, do it in the name of the Lord Jesus. Not in the name of the bad morning you've had. It's as though Paul is saying, walk around and live your life with a big sign on you. Christian. Christian. Follower of Christ. (laughs) I'll admit this. I do not have a Christian bumper sticker on my car because I frequently speed. (laughs) Lightning is about to strike me, I know. But it's the truth. What if I lived my life everywhere I go, every day, identified as a Christian? It might change what I say. It might change what I do. And that's exactly what Paul is saying. And whatever you do, in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. Again, he's saying that when I live that way, when I live As though every moment, every word, every action is representative of the Heavenly Father. I'm representing Him. That is how I give thanks to God. A life of thanksgiving means honoring God in everything we say and do. And Jesus showed us how. John chapter 5 verse 19 says, Then Jesus answered and said to them, Most assuredly I say to you, the Son can do nothing of himself, but what he sees the Father do, for what he does, the Son also does in like manner. Jesus, the Son of God, second person of the Trinity, when he lived among us as an example, he showed us that there isn't anything That he did apart from having seen the Father do it first. He was an imitator of God in everything that he did. And then in John chapter 12 verse 49 it says, For I have not spoken on my own authority, but the Father who sent me gave me a command what I should say and what I should speak. Jesus modeled this for us. Now, I'm not (laughs) for a moment suggesting that this is easy. It's not. I already confessed my little struggle. I got a lot more of those. In fact, yesterday I, what, what was, where was I? Oh, I know. I was at Togo's. You know what that is, a sandwich shop? My wife sent me there to get her a sandwich. And I, uh, For some reason, um, 
I just have not done well with the staff in that store. I just, you know how it is. I don't know. I'm not exactly sure, but we just don't seem to connect well. And they tend to sort of mess up my order and things like that. And they don't seem to, you know, uh, exercise much customer service. And so I'm already disinclined when I go in there to be in a good mood. And I certainly, I leave my Christian badge in the car. (laughs) Because I know it's not going to go well. So I'm in there last night, and, the, um, and sure enough, the lady's, you know, fixing the sandwich, and she got it all wrapped up in the paper and everything, and she goes, oh, I forgot the cheese. And so she's got it, and, and I'm thinking, it's not a big deal, right? But I'm thinking, yep, here we go. <laughs> and I know it showed on my face. I didn't say anything. I know it showed on my face. And what my face showed was... You, you idiot. Can't you get my order straight? Ouch. Now, I wouldn't say that to her, but my face did. Is that what Jesus would do? No. I'm not saying we're ever going to be perfect at this. But I am saying this, and I believe Paul is saying this. That if God in heaven is worthy of our thanks... This is how we do it. Words are cheap. Thank God for Arnie and the team this morning as they led us in worship. And I don't know about you, but I got lost in that. I was just raising my hands and singing to God and pouring out my heart to him. And it was genuine. But you know, ultimately, words are cheap. It's, it's how I live that makes the difference. It's how I live. And if I love God and I'm grateful to him... I'm going to live as though I have unashamedly Christian on me at all, the t- all times. In everything I do and everything I say, I want to honor God. I want to be an imitator of my heavenly father. Believe it or not, we're going to wrap this up pretty quickly here today. Because I think that the... I'm going to put a couple of questions up for you to consider. I think these questions really are the message. They are not rhetorical. I want to ask you to join me in answering these questions today. You don't don't owe me an answer. You don't owe the person sitting next to you an answer. But I think you owe yourself an answer to these questions. First... If all this is true, how would you communicate with people differently? If what you say is how you honor God and thank him, if, if the words that proceed out of your mouth, and, and not, not, not to, to God necessarily, but to others, if they are the means by which, if the activity of how we communicate and speak to one another is what ultimately gives God thanks, how would that change the way you communicate with people? And what would change about the things you do and how you do them?